You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour! Hello, and welcome to Half Hour, an entertainment podcast through two worlds entertainment. I'm Richie Grasso, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. Welcome to our weekly recap scoop podcast episode on all the theater and music industry news and events of the past week and the shows we've been watching and things we've been doing. It's Friday, August 20th, and we have some cool stuff to chat with you about. As you guys know, last week we had our Battle of the Divas special spotlight um, episode, which was a lot of fun. Now we're kind of back this week, back to our normal routine scoop, because uh, we have some cool shows to talk about, some shows that are wrapping up, some music videos that have come Mm -hmm. out, so lots to talk about today, and we're very excited to have you here. So we're going to dive in first to the theater world, and we're going to go over, well, TV world, really, but we're going to go over to Schmigadoon Land, because last week we had the season one finale. The show is now over. It's a six- episode each episode's 30 minutes and it's on apple tv plus i don't want to necessarily say the show is over permanently because it Mm -hmm. might not be but the season is over we have completed the season so wow lots of things to talk about in schmigadoon land um where do we start well here's a couple thoughts i have on it i'm so curious to know your thoughts on this but it it's josh and melissa and josh and melissa at the end and it kind of becomes about them and it's very, if you know Music Man, it's very Music Man in mm-hmm. terms of uh, the brother and Harold Hill and Harold Hill getting with the sister of Marianne, or in this case, you know, the brother and the mother, and they get together. But also Josh and Melissa finding the true happiness and everyone in the town being there. Or what, you know, it's typical, like we had talked about, is this going to end in a wedding like so many musicals do? This ended in like a town moment, right? And I think what, you know, Christian Chenoweth's coming-of-age moment, Alan Cummings' coming-of-age moment, a lot of these characters kind of coming forward and saying, wait, what I'm doing here is not really my truth. This is my truth. And everyone mm-hmm. kind of finding their truth. So I'm watching it, and then they're singing, you know, Schmigadoon at the end. And if you notice, the orchestration is different. The, the, the vibe, of, I love that idea of taking a song that is so classic musical theater in episode one and then bringing it to this, like, almost like the 60s kind of a beat, this, like, mm-hmm. fresh... You Can't Stop the Beat kind of a feeling at the end, which was really, really cool and exciting. Um, so I really liked that. And then they get to the bridge, and I'm giving you spoilers. So Spoiler. if, you, uh, if, you, uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen this yet, check this out. They get to the bridge, and I really thought – I was starting to cry a little bit because I really thought that <laughs> – and maybe this would happen. I don't know. I thought everyone was going to leave the town. I thought they everyone. All changed. They all yeah. changed, and they were like schmig. But there was such pride in their town. Still, the, the song they're singing is about their town. Yeah. And I, it was more of them escorting Josh and Melissa out, right? And they get to the bridge. And I'm like, okay, are they? They're they're looking at the town like bye bye and thank you. And so I'm like, okay. And then it ends, and it's like, oh my god, it's the perfect ending to like. Could this have ended after season one if this never gets renewed again? Sure. It could end there and it could have been this nice, cute thing. Yeah. It could totally also go on to a season two and be like a they cross the bridge or they still don't leave the town or people decide to go with them. And maybe what would it, how funny would it be if like some of these townspeople left the t- town and went to New York City and like they're musical theater garb and like what would that be like kind of like the disney movie enchanted like when people come into the city from like right. a fantasy land so 
There's so many options for season two, but I really loved how touching the ending was. I would love to see a season two. I don't know if they're going to have one or not. I also think it ended poignantly and really nice and special, and it had such a heart in the message. Um, so I really, really enjoyed this episode and this whole show as a whole. What do you think about this? So I think the show did everything a musical is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know if this is the first or just one of the first to actually turn a musical idea into a show. Mm. So obviously it's longer than a normal musical, but I was like, wow, this is really set up to be a musical and it does everything a musical does. You know, a musical sometimes leaves you at the end with what happens next. And And we may never know. And it's our job to kind of create that narrative Mm -hmm. now of, oh, do they leave? Do they not leave? Uh, Do other towns members leave because they did also find love? It goes back to what we said in the beginning. Are these people stuck in Schmigadoon because they can't find love? And some of them were also starting to do it. Like uh, Ariana's character and the son. That's love, a love each other. Yes. And the priest and the, the mayor. mayor, they find love with each other. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, other people are also finding love. And love is just that one word that we think it's only between two people. But there's the different things of love. Like, hey, I love, you know, my career. I'm going to leave now. You know, right. So I wonder if those are all things, and, and Chris, that's up for us, kind of to kind of. It was decide. almost like Kristen Chenoweth loved her daughter and the granddaughter yeah. in that moment too. There was a lot of different love, and that's why I thought we were going with it. This sense of like, oh my god, they're all gonna leave, and they were like, it was like I would have, I was just starting to tear up because I'm like, this is really nice, and yeah. I miss the live big muse splashy musicals. I really do, and so to, this was a big live splashy musical, and I was like. They'll act, and, and, and another thing is this whole thing could be a stage show. Yeah. The whole, all six episodes, there's perfect character bit roles for everyone. There's comedy, there's drama. Well, that's it, what I loved about it because I was like, this is something super original in a way. Yes, it's, you know, kind of, it, at first we were like, it's mocking some of these mm. old golden age classics and just creating a theater piece that um, it has all of the certain marks that you have to hit. But I was like, no, this is a really great original-ish story. And I deserve, I think it deserves it to have a stage musical. Yeah, I think it would be great. I think There's definitely areas that can get cut down. Yeah. And we were like, some people might not get it. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think there's enough in there for people to actually get. You know, does this belong on Broadway? Maybe not, but maybe it belongs on Off-Broadway. Yeah, you know? right. So, or it, in, it it could license out to community theaters and schools and things yeah, like that. Because the music is really good. Music is really, really good. And I can't wait to kind of just see what happens. You know, it'll be interesting. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what happens. Maybe this was just a one special thing. But it did bring musical theater to the limelight mm-hmm. and to the forward front of of tell, we're all sitting at home now, not seeing Broadway shows. This was really great that they were able to do this during this time with many Broadway performers, many Broadway performers doing very different things. And I think there's one thing we have to touch on, which is our verdicts of what we thought this ending was going to be True. versus what it actually True. is. And I guess I was really wrong. I really, I, I knew they were <laughs> going to get close. back together. And you get were back. closer, but I yeah. was definitely wrong. I don't. I wanted a different ending that was not expected, and I guess this is kind of expected because it's so is it, that yeah. So it still continued with the model of what. A theater show. I, I, I think a lot of times it's like 
the, a lot of musicals one with like, well, who changed? And yeah. like every at the end, everyone changed. There, even Melissa and Josh's love changed. They had to kind of split up a little bit to kind of find the love again. That's the how a lot of these musicals work: is who changed and how did we all change for the better? And now they're better off. Everyone's better off, you know. So, yeah, I really enjoyed this. We um, won't have much else to talk about with the show until we see more things about it. But if yeah. it does come for a season two, but it is on Apple TV Plus. All six episodes are up there, so go check that out if you want it. And it's a quick. 30 minute episodes. Yeah, you, you can, can watch, watch the it. whole thing in yeah. one day. Yeah. You know? So we really enjoyed that. So, yay, Schmigadoon. <laughs> I loved it. I just really, truly loved it. It got me ready for the Broadway return. Yeah. It got me really excited. Like, okay, Broadway's coming back in September. Like, this is great. Like, like this is a good summer thing. So, mm-hmm. all right. Moving forward now to RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Season 6, which is on Paramount Plus. Um, last week, we, of course, didn't talk about this because we were talking about the Battle of the Divas, but we do know last week that, let's talk about last week first. We know that yeah. Raja won for the Drag Tots competition. We know that Eureka went home. No. Um, you're getting two episodes of us today. Yeah, now you're getting so. two. What did you first think of that episode and the whole thing? Eureka um, and Raja and the Drag Tots. I think that the episode had moments. Uh, the drag tot thing was a little interesting because you bring in these cartoon drag tots, but then you don't actually make a drag top version of the real queens. Mm-hmm. Um, they're supposed to kind of create their persona and then be it as a real drag queen. And I guess it could have went a little bit more. We hear it in their drag top voices. I don't know. I don't really find that all of the queens really met the mark on the mm-hmm. challenge. Um, I do think Raja had a really great uh, week, and I also thought that Ginger had a really yeah. great week. I thought either of them could have won. I probably uh, won. I probably would have went with Ginger's look and whole overall um, character uh, because I just thought it was funny as well. But I think Raja, you know, she had her moment. Yeah. You know, and the eyes and seeing and I see, I see you, you know, all of those things. It was good. Um, I think the big touch on here is we had a great pop star, Charlie XCX, <laughs> as a guest on the show. And we had a lip sync challenge to Boom Clap. Which is repeats <laughs> over and over and over. Boom, clap, boom. They just keep saying the same, like, oh, this is an interesting song to be. Yeah, let's know. let's talk about that elephant in the room there yeah. because uh, she let's has great lip sync songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what the producers were doing. Yeah. Maybe that's the only rights they could get to boom, clap, but Maybe. we could have had an epic lip sync between Cameron Michaels and Raja and. It was just, it always comes down to the song. Yeah, that was bad, te- really bad, t- yeah. bad TV there. And then we finally <laughs> got a glimpse at the end of that episode of what this um, game within a game might be, and we didn't find out until now this week. And so now we just saw last night the game within a game. So now, interestingly enough, two, uh, a few things to this. I, I, most drag fans love lip syncs. Yeah. It makes sense to highlight that and do a lot of lip syncing. We like it. It's one of the strong points of many drag queens and what they mainly do in a lot of their songs. There's other things, too. That's what many drag queens do, period. Yeah. And yeah. so to see a whole episode about that and seeing them come back. And then what's interesting is, like, you have Silky Nutmeg Ganache moving her way through. Next, next. I will give credit where credit is due. She is thinking of new ways to read every lip sync was vastly different. I think that's what RuPaul must have liked about her is that she's doing those splashing water on her and then the half boy, half girl. Right. And then the um, just the making a mixed drink out of the things she's pulling out of her dress, things like that. Um, do I, you know, some some people were pretty close though. And I was like, mm, 
interesting that she made it that far through. Um, yeah. You know, I, I also felt bad for the top four sitting in their drag that whole time on the couch. Like, could we, like, get them out of drag? Like, they just, they were just on stage and they were, like, sitting there, like, I got to take my shoes off. I got to take my, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was a little interesting. to watch the whole thing. On a TV screen. Like, it would have been maybe interesting if, you know, but I know these were all pre-recorded in the past and then they came forward all together in this episode. Yeah, I do love, you know, something different. Mm-hmm. So I give credit there on adding something new to the whole All-Stars franchise. And I at first I was like, this is really interesting and mm-hmm. cool. And, you know, I'm watching these lip syncs and I'm like, all right, they're 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 fine. You know, some of the queens I even forgot were on the show. But, you know, when we have Silky come in and she really did own that first lip sync. She was funny and this. But then it became... To me, it kind of became a little repetitive. And this is where I'm kind of confused about what the verdict is right now. Because we have prop after prop after prop. And does a prop just automatically make you win a lip sync? Just because you got some prop involved in there, right? Or is it a... Yeah, I'm just a little confused. Because is it about the lip sync? Or is it now about, like, just entertaining Rue? And, like, if you throw yourself on the floor and they gag and freak out, does that automatically get you to win that? Right. You know and it's saying? like, why, why does one, um, why can one do it and maybe not the other? I just, it goes back to something that I've said a while ago is like, why are different drag queens held accountable for certain things and others are not? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I don't yeah. really know. Part of me thinks if I had to predict, I would predict that Eureka and Silky will both be safe. Mm-hmm. We will have a top six. Yeah. Which might extend the show a little bit longer. And then maybe it'll be a five and then a four. Maybe it'll just be a, five, a top five or maybe two people will go home at once. We, we haven't seen double eliminations in a while. So we'll see depending mm-hmm. on the challenge. Um, and then maybe one of these, maybe if Silky is safe, maybe she does make her way into the top four. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's a, it's a very different game within a game style. It's not like yeah. Rue chose one specific person to come back. Um, and I think that it's fine. But No, and they had to work. Obviously, Silky had to work her way to the top. Mm-hmm. So had right. to take out each one. But, you know, some of these queens had great looks. Some of them also had really great lip sync performances. I'm sorry, but Jan had a really great performance. But there was some energy about Jan that seemed off about mm-hmm. walking in there. It's almost like she knew she wasn't going to win. Or she felt defeated yeah. walking in. Yeah. Or she, try, uh, she tried to tone down that whole Jan... Um, Side of her, side of yeah, her. Yeah, right, right. You know. It was also interesting because they all they all have to have looks with them. Like when you go home early, of course you have all these looks, but you have looks. But were they told at the beginning of the season, like, oh, by the way, you might be lip syncing a lot if you go home early, so bring a lot of looks with you? I don't know. Well, and so I she had a look but, after a look after a look. I was like, oh my god, this is a lot of looks you have to be prepared for. But I think it was just the look that they were going to wear. Yeah, yeah. Because I went back to each challenge, and I'm like, oh, that's the rhinestone challenge, or oh, that's the tropical challenge. And then I was But like, the oh. Barbie girl one, the half girl, that boy, that was a, quite a costume, you know? Yeah. I so. wonder if that's what she was going to wear, period, though. Right. You know? Right. right. Or then it goes into the whole, like, oh, how involved are the producers with yeah. someone like Silky, who maybe they want Silky to be on the show. So they're like, you know what? We're going to help you with all your reveals, and we're going to help you with all of your yeah. Um, props. Yeah. So I don't know. You it know. was different. I think... You know, this is a show that's running a long time that's still winning Emmy Awards and and moving forward and employing and uh, or giving futures to a lot of drag queens, right? And I think 
the show can't do the same thing every season. No. It can keep going to different countries. It can keep doing All-Stars, and it is. And people are re- – like, UK season three is going to come out soon. And I think Italy is coming out soon. And, um, you know, we're going to have another season of RuPaul, regular RuPaul coming out, and Canada and all these things. Yeah. So you got to keep reinventing the wheel a little bit. Right. But drag has changed in the last 10 or 15 years too. I mean, it's changed the last 20 years. Who is doing drag? How are they doing drag? There's different – Subcommunities of drag, and that is being brought to the to the limelight as well, you know. And I think it's entertaining, but you can't do the same thing every year. Right. So they had to keep us on our toes with game within a game, game within a game. Yeah, you know? we were we were watching Drag Race with our friends, and they had also been watching Drag Race. What was it, season one? After so it started playing. Yeah, we looked back at season and one. And we like, oh, we turned. Gosh, I'm like, different. wow. And we had we had just watched season one not all that long the ago. Times so we watched, we watched it, every yeah. season, and the show really has evolved so much. But there was a raw factor to RuPaul in the beginning. It was an off the cuff. It was a say what you want, do what you want kind of, you know, the production value was extremely low. But so I guess what comes with high elevated production value also comes with maybe a little more structure, right. a little more follow this rule, do this, do that. But also just the show being authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And like what does that word mean to the show now? Mm-hmm. Is everything as authentic as what it used to be? Yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. Depends on what, you know, it up is. for everyone's interpretation. Right, right. So know. nice. Yeah. RuPaul's doing great. We, we'll have a few more episodes of this. So we'll keep talking about this. Um, we'll also keep talking about this as pop. We don't have that to talk about today. We'll keep talking about that. I know if some of you have been listening about how we've been talking about this as pop, we were mainly focusing on catching up on Schmigadoon and RuPaul here. We'll kind of come back to this as pop next time. Um, but totally. those are the main things we want to talk about today. As we're kind of wrapping up the summer, we're moving into the fall. We're moving into some more live theater coming back. There's some great movies coming this fall. We're going to have some more things to talk about. Um, as well, which will be great. But to wrap up here today, we have a few really awesome music videos that just came out. Quite music a few, videos, actually. Yeah. Albums, some in Song. the pop scene. Yeah. So let's talk about Let's talk them. about those. What did we uh, have first? First, we're going to talk about Ben Platt. Okay. He released a new album this uh, past Friday. And I want to showcase one of the songs from that album because it also has a music video, and that's what I love doing. But he has a track called "I Wanna Love You, But I Don't." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, what? Let's let's dive into this a little bit here because the music video is this Footloose esque eighties, yep. you know, overlay thing, which is super trendy right now, and like obviously the LGBT community and the TikTok community, and everyone's like going back to like the eighties, nineties, and it's like this everything's not perfect anymore. And uh, I really liked the aesthetic of the music video, but I think you and I kind of were talking about this a little bit, and it's like with Ben Platt, it's always like it's like it's me. And I'm looking at my thoughts and I'm going back and forth. And then I'm singing with a band in a barn. And I feel like it's kind of like we've seen it before. It's cute. It's fun. I like that he tries to break into the pop scene and not just be a theater mold boy. But, uh, you know. I think that I I like the song. Yeah, the song's I think cute. the lyrics is great. The music's great. I like this mature look he's giving. Is this like scruffy, um, m- m- get, we're getting closer to a little more middle aged than right. like young, youthful. Um, we know Ben Platt so much from like the Dear Evan Hansen, and then he goes on and he does like Politician, which is great, and then he's doing this music stuff. And I feel like it's 
with his music and the musical performances, like Dear Evan Hansen is a lot of like solo. Yeah. It's me, it's reflection, it's self-reflection, it's internalizing. With this music video and with some of his others, it's like me, solo, internalizing, self-reflecting. And it's like, we. this is a song about someone else. We don't need you kind of walking around a farm. I think we would have wanted to maybe see you interacting with a man, a female, something, some, someone. Who are you talking about? Not that you need to beat us over the head with the plot of the song, but I think it would be really great to kind of see a little bit more out there's a lot of in, and I'd like to see a lot more out. Open eyes, open, sing out instead of make this a me, me, me. And I get it. That's a solo, you know, it's a solo song. But I like... It's almost like he needs a little guidance. Yeah, I mean, he sings really well. I don't think there's anything... Oh, wrong. that's what I did want to touch on yeah. with his singing. Yeah. He toned down the vibrato Yeah, a and lot. the extreme <laughs> ah, high belt. Yeah, it was more of a mellow take on a song. And so I, someone I told him, you know, you know, maybe take a different... Approach to, approach this, to yeah. that mm-hmm. track, but mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know, I have to listen to the full album, but I was like, this song is great. It's great. Yeah. He did have a song a while ago, too, that I, w- I was loving. I don't know. Sometimes he doesn't really do it for me. It's a little too overactive a but lot he of the find, time. I almost find his acting to be really great because he's great in politician. He's committed to that, like, neurotic like character. I must win. I must win. He, he really commits to his characters <laughs> very well. Um, that's a really great show, But sometimes too. it's a little, like... Mm. Yeah, a little just like, yeah. Oh, I'm in my head the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's, <laughs> grow- he's growing as an artist. He's growing as a singer and as a performer. He's going to be in the Dear Evan Hansen movie. Right. Which, perfect um, timing that this is coming yeah, out because isn't Dear Evan Hansen right around the corner? A few weeks from now, yeah. And I think um, it'll be interesting with that because some people have also said, well, you did that five years ago on Broadway mm-hmm. and now you're still doing the movie. and. But he won the Tony Award for that on Broadway, and it makes sense that he's young enough to still do the movie. He's definitely navigating his career path, you know, very nicely because he's also going to be doing the last five years. Right? Yeah, he's going to be working. I think that's that not, that's many years from now. Well, it's many years from <laughs> yeah. now, but I know they're they're filming. Yeah, it now, so I'm pretty so. sure he's doing that. Yeah, he's he's got a cool career going, and you know, he's well liked in the communities, and so yeah, for keep sure. doing your thing, Ben Blatt. That's great. So another, um, you know, little comeback artist here we have miss iggy azalea she has a new track out called i am the strip club mm-hmm. um and it's on her new album end of the era or the end of the era and it's interesting because you know she well i don't know why i feel like i remember this but she was kind of done with the music industry for a while and now she's back to the music yeah. industry and she's i guess maybe trying to reinvent herself but i don't find the music to be very different than what she was doing right. she looks different know. in the video she has dark hair now instead mm-hmm. of blonde and she's re- maybe she's reinventing herself i kind of read it as the ending being like end of an era like did she want to do just one more song yeah. and be done and now i'm done and that's how she wanted to be remembered and not whatever she did years ago right. or end of an era like okay cap on that New album coming, new me, new music. It could be, it could go one of two ways, really. Super like Taylor's reputation. Like, yeah. squash that. This is who I am now. And uh, yeah, I mean, the track's fun. It's a mm-hmm. super clubby dance track. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll hear it the rest of the summer and yeah, going yeah. into the fall. But yeah, she's. It could be her swan song in a way. It could be her way of leaving if she really wanted to not be remembered for a certain thing. So many artists don't have that chance. Yeah. So maybe, but maybe she's going to keep doing things. I don't really know. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, go check that out. What is the name of that song? That's Iggy Azalea? I am the strip club. I am the strip club. Okay. <laughs> Whatever that means. But yeah, I'm not sure what that means either because the whole video is not set. It's set like outside on like. It's, yeah, roads. and she's dancing in a truck and she yeah. has some really great backup dancers and all of that <laughs> yeah. uh, in, the, in the video. I was like, oh, this is very hot. And uh, 
she's also there's a lot of like cgi mm-hmm. in the video you can't really tell if she's actually on the road or they're actually riding on these motorcycles yeah. and stuff on the road um or if this is like in on a set but yeah. cool anyway yeah and last, last but not least, least yeah. we've been waiting for this moment for some time now. And you, you have music. been saying, yes, you have been saying, when is Lizzo releasing new music? Yeah. And guess what? We got it on Friday. Lizzo and Cardi B teamed up for their new single, Rumors. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a little, at first, maybe not fully blown away by the track, just hearing it on the radio. But it after it grows on you, it's catchy, it's fun. When you listen to the lyrics, it's it's nice. I, I think that in this track, Lizzo and Cardi B are really just addressing the rumors that have life. been said about them, and they're okay with it. Yeah. And by both being pop stars, both being rappers in the area in this space, you know, usually women get pinned up against each other as they should be hating each other. And they come out and they're like, we love each other. We're friends, you know? And it was just great to see. And I love the video. What a, a play to Hercules. Yeah. And the Greek goddesses and Greek goddess. Um, the muses from Hercules. There's a moment where they have a breakdown and I'm like, wow, Lizzo needs to be a muse. And we need that live action Hercules movie ASAP. It's interesting because the one thing I will say is it seems very CGI heavy, like yeah. the Azalea one where like we're moving through and we're like, where is, where are we? And it's like flying around. And I, I feel like that's a lot of the new pop stuff. When you look at the Ben Platt thing we're talking about, that was like not that. That was like a camera following someone around. Sure. It's got to be hard for cinematographers nowadays because – if an artist wants the Ben Platt route, well, yeah. that's what people have been doing for a long time. You can make that really artistic with lighting and colors and and scenery and costume. With new cinematography, it's like, oh, you need digital team. You need digital yeah. uh, graphic artists. It's just a different way of creating a video. But it works. She's having fun. It's a great video. You know, We're such a culture on the music video. That's just what we like and look forward to. We want a visual with the song. And then you can listen to the song and enjoy it your own way too. You know? Yeah. I think um, with some of that CGI, like going to that, I wonder if, you know, the pandemic's playing into that a little bit because how much can you actually be doing outside? Well, of course, there's only so much you can be doing. And how much should people. you be doing, like in a warehouse yeah. that they need to layer it over? I think what I find interesting with CGI, because we keep seeing it now, is it looks fake, you know, and the sizing proportions are wrong. Mm. So at times when everything felt so large, Lizzo looks so small walking around. And you can tell it's like she's just walking on a set. I just wonder what's on, done on purpose and what's not. We, we were talking, you know, when you look at the Cats movie musical from a few years ago, all yeah. the proportions are way all, all over the place. And it's like, are you a mouse? Are you a cat? Or are you a human? Those are three very different sized things. And they all kind of look the same size, the cats with the mice. and Right, because why know, if Lizzo's walking through an area the pottery is literally huge unless that's on purpose and i don't it could know, be you know, but yeah but you know because I, I think the muses in hercules are small right yeah, yeah so yeah it was very 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 cool um i think the music i can't wait to hear more of her music i think she's going to be really great yeah i'm ready for it than, you know things I'm ready for it but there we go we yes. got through our music videos there we got through our shows and Oh, um, there it is. It is time to wrap up our scoop recap episode for today. We hope you enjoyed. We talked about a lot of different things today from music videos to RuPaul to Schmigadoon and everything in between. We hope you had fun. We are uh, moving forward, like I said, moving into late summer, early fall here, getting ready for some new movies, some new shows, some live theater, things like that. We'll be talking with you every week. Um, and, and we, yeah, fun. And, and 
be surprised. Next week you might get another battle of Oh, you never Eva's know. We could get another podcast. we could do another battle. If you all liked that, comment, find us on Instagram. Um at, at Two Worlds Ent is our um business Instagram, but also we have a new Instagram for our podcast at Half Hour Podcast, where you can find out all the latest scoop on this half hour podcast episode. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed. Also please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Music and leave us a review if you love you heard today. Love what you heard today. And join in the conversation and engage with us. Yeah. Um, until next time, that's all for today. I'm Richie signing off for now. And I'm Jeff. Ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.